Welcome to the Aussie Bloggers Podcasts, brought to you by Tan and Amanda. Tan's from Write Your Cancer, and Amanda's from My Office Books, and you can find them both at Blogger Support for All. Join them as they talk about blogging and as they speak to a variety of Aussie bloggers who share their own stories, secrets, and successes about the world of blogging. And now, here's Tan and Amanda. I'm Tan from Write Your Cancer. Hi, I'm Amanda from My Office Books. And, and we're, we're from, from Aussie Bloggers, Bloggers Podcast. Podcast. <laughs> and if it sounds a little uh, different today, it's because we are three of us in three different spots all on Skype together. So we've got a bit of a, a network call going. And our guest today otherwise known as the Gnome Angel, is Angie. How are you, Angie? I'm good, thanks. Thanks for having me. Oh, our pleasure. And you're down in Canberra. I am, the nation's capital, not Sydney, Canberra. (laughs) (laughs) Tell us a little bit about yourself, Angie, how you got started and where the name Gnome Angel came from. And I do believe that you have a weird obsession that you might like to share. Oh, God, yeah, a few. Um, Yes, so I guess the easiest one is where did I get the name? Um, The name was given to me by a girlfriend um, way back in the early 2000s when um, I was at university and we were going to – this really dates me – we were going to the computer lab at the university in the town that I lived at to play on IRC Mm -hmm. and with chatting. So we – it was – before before Twitter, um, and so I needed a name for that or a handle for that. And at the time, I had a bit of a passion for stealing garden ornaments. Um, <laughs> so I used to get a little bit inebriated and head on home and on the way home pick up the odd gnome and wake up in the middle of the morning kind of go, where did I get that from? Um, and so I had... I had been doing that, and I'd just gotten my first tattoo, which was, again, it'll date me. Um, it was the Cantonese character for Angel, because I am a bit of a bogan, and um, she put the two of them together because I was no angel. So um, it stuck. <laughs> Basically, I had that as my chat handle, and then in 2002, um, and I'd like to point out, it's the same year that um, Darren started um, blogging so he's certainly done a lot more than I have since he started but in 2002 I started on um, live journal um, at the same time as Mark Zuckerberg was on there as well I didn't invent Facebook but he did Um, so I have been blogging since 2002 and basically I've moved away from home moved town it was a, I, I've always kept a journal of some sort since I was about 14 Um, so it was just another way to keep logging my day-to-day events and getting the rambles out, basically. So, um, in 2008, I had a incident with a stalker online, which makes me sound way more exciting than I am, um, and he basically made it impossible for me to use LiveJournal. So, I took the step, registered my own domain, and installed WordPress, and haven't looked back. Excellent. Yeah. Tell us, tell us a little bit about your blog. 
Uh, it started off again as just a place for me to chronicle what was going on, what I liked, design tips, all that sort of thing. And over the years, it kind of just morphed into its own beast. Um, at the moment, so a few years ago, I went through um, IVF, and so we I blogged a lot about our IVF journey. Um, and connected a lot with the IVF community through my blog. And at the same time, I found... I took a beginner's quilt course because I'd always seen quilts in movies and TV shows and was like, oh, I'd love to be able to make one of those. I want my bed to look that cool. Um, And so I took a beginner's quilt class and I found my passion in life, which sounds really nerdy, but um, there's just something magical about using fabric to make something else. So at the same time I was writing about IVF, I started writing about my quilt making. And then when we had our son, I really felt like I had to make a choice between blogging about being a mother, which everyone seemed to be doing, Mm. um, or blogging about my craft. And at the time, I'm really possessive of our son and I didn't feel comfortable sharing too much of him online and so I paired back the personal side of the blog a bit more and sort of ramped up the craft quilting sewing side of it and found my own niche in that space I still share a lot of the personal stuff but I don't share like photos of our son I don't talk about the struggles of you know motherhood and all that sort of thing there's people out there that do that much better than I would Mm. So it's just about that creating and encouraging people to be creative. Mm. And in talking uh, just on the subject of creativity, I absolutely love your website. Tell me, do you actually do all your images yourself still? Yes. So um, it's one of the things about... About two two years ago, um, I had this genius idea um, to start an online magazine and I sat down and I researched it because there was a gap in the market for um, contemporary quilters in Australia to have some sort of um, format that they could go and see their work in, dare I say it, non-traditional format. So no lavender, no wrought iron, no cottages, but in funky spaces and doing all those sorts of things. <laughs> and so I did all the research for that and was like, oh, my God, I just don't have the money to do that and I don't have um, the skill set to do that. But what I do have is a platform already and so I made the decision that I would treat my blog as a learning platform for for getting those images, writing the stuff that people want to read about and really treat it like the magazine that I had wanted. Mm. Mm. So um, I invested, and it's the best money I think I've ever spent. I spent $600 on studio lighting for the ha- like in the house. Yep. And um, it means now, especially in Canberra, like in our winters, it's basically dark from 7 a.m. till 7 p- um, till 5 p.m. Or 5 p.m. to 7 a.m. that way. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> it's dark a lot. Um, so trying to get photos for the blog outside just proved really difficult. So investing in the studio lighting means that because I was getting up at 4am to do blog chores, I could take photos at 4am in the morning and have them look like they were taken in the middle of the day. So, um, but yeah, I do all of that. I do um, use images from other people's blogs, but I do that in my roundup 
posts every Monday where I provide a list of links for them to go and see, um, for people to go and find other things that I've found during the week. Um, but yeah, I do, I think in, I'd like to say in my niche, like the creative niche, images are really important. But I think anyone who's got a blog and a successful blog, one of the big components is the visual aspect of it. And so it's worth investing time and energy in getting those images and being consistent and developing your own style so that if people see your images used on Twitter or used on Instagram or Facebook, they immediately have a reaction to them and go, oh, I know who did that or that looks like such and such as work. Or, mm. um, and so it's really important in that aspect. Um, and I think it's one thing, it, it's a pet peeve of mine because I go looking for tutorials to link to, to share mm. when people have a really great idea and really crappy photos. Because you can't, you can't get traction with those. People don't want to share them. They don't want to pin them. They don't want to retweet them. It's really hard to help advertise other people's blogs when they're not paying attention to that, that primary driver. So, um, yeah, images was a big thing for me. So, Angie, just so that we can share with other bloggers, yep. what are your favourite tools to be able to get your image the way that you want them to appear? Oh, God, now this shows how much I don't know. Um, I use – I took a Craftsy um, product photography course. So for those that don't know, Craftsy is an online learning environment. Um, you can pay to do a course. You do the course at your own pace and you can come back for the lifetime and just go back and do it a little bit again. Like it's all self-paced kind of thing, online learning. Um, and I – very rarely edit any of my photos other than cropping. So I try and get them right first go. Um, and I use Photoshop elements. And basically I just crop them. I use, I'm consistent in the fonts and styles that I use. So I have a style card that has the fonts that go with my logo, the colours that go with my logo. Um, and then I just consistently use those things to make it um, streamlined across all of them and I think that makes a massive difference um, that's great you know I love how you said that you've got a you've got like a template for your fonts and the yeah. colors that go with your logo yep. just in saying that alone I think will help a lot of bloggers when it comes to how they present their images on their blog just to get that consistency yeah, and I do I um I'm a big fan of setting up your own template. So um I use uh and if you're on WordPress you need to use it and it's one of the most overlooked sections of WordPress. But the feature image, you yeah. need to set a feature image. And so I use my feature image to be a banner and I just have a template for that. I insert the photo that's relevant to that post, I change the text and that's it. Um, and so every blog post has that banner and then when it populates, if someone shares a link on Facebook or Twitter or blog loving, that's the image it pulls. So mm -hmm. um, it's consistent across everything. But, yeah. I love that. Thank you so much for sharing that, Angie, because that's such a practical and useful point that people who are listening and bloggers that are listening to this podcast will be able to go, wow, I'm not using my featured picture yep. um, in my WordPress and you're saying, look, I've got a template and just put the picture in that suits, at least then when people share it on Pinterest, like you said, you're getting that, that 
that consistency and people can look at your picture and that's where I was wondering where you get that idealism that if people see your picture they go oh that's no main angel that's Angie's picture and that's where everybody has the ability to achieve that as well yeah and it's something that only takes you a few minutes to set up and then it Mm. saves you so much time because you just use the same template again and again and again um and it it's that consistent image. When people land on my homepage, my front page, that's the thing that most of them ask about is how do you get, how do you get all the pictures to look the same? And you're like, well, mm-hmm. I, I use a template and I don't change my font and I make sure that the colors all match the logo. So it's a little thing, but it makes a big difference. Mm-hmm. That's great. Um, now tell us about your opportunities that uh, you've gained through your blogging. Oh, God. Um, heaps. I mean, I, it's funny. Um, I've been on Oprah <laughs> as a tweet. I should have. <laughs> yes. Oh, congratulations. Um, thanks. Um, I, yeah, just weird things. Um, you know, I've got a book coming out now in May next year. Um, and, it is, and it is purely through, through blogging. blogging. Um, I mean, I say that and I, I am really conscious. I don't want people to hear open a blog and you'll get a book deal because you have to turn up every day. You have to put the hard yards in. You have to build a community. You have to create the content. You have to be there every day hustling. Um, but by if you do the work, the opportunities are there. So I've got a book coming out with CNT Publishing um, for quilting and um, I'm going to America in November October, November, to attend the big um, quilt market festival that's over there. It's their big trade show. Um, I've been given teaching opportunities. I've worked with magazines, um, sponsorship deals, um, all sorts of weird and wonderful things. I've sat the first year that Project Runway Australia took bloggers. I went down for that. They asked me to come down for that. Um, Just really odd things I guess in some ways but just um if it wasn't for the blog I wouldn't have had that opportunity so um it's changed my life in a number of ways and I I can't imagine life without it so Angie did you go looking for those opportunities or did they come looking for you because of the exposure you've had or how did it that all happen I'm sure there'd be a lot of bloggers out there going I'd love those opportunities how do I get them um, everything that I have gotten, with, with the exception of one thing, has come through me asking for it. And that's probably the one piece of advice I would tell any blogger is ask. The worst they can say is no. And um, just caveat that with be polite, don't demand, um, always outline what it is that you're going to give in exchange for whatever you're asking for. Um, so everything... I've always just sent an email and said, you know, hi, I'm a big fan. I love what you're doing here. I love what you've done with this. I think we can work together in this way. This is what I'm proposing we would do. This is what it involves. This is what you would get from it. How about it? So um, the only thing that I didn't get by doing that was um, I write a monthly column for a UK quilting magazine called Love Patchwork and Quilting mm-hmm. and they approached me. They had seen some work I'd done um, for somebody else and came and asked me if I'd be interested and that's the only thing I've gotten where I haven't chased it, I guess. Um, mm. And I think, 
you're dreaming if you think that someone's going to ring you up one day and go, hey, I've got this great idea I think you'd be perfect for. Um, most of it comes from doing the hard work, from working the community, networking, going to events like Pro Blogger, um, going to trade events, getting out there and mixing with people who are doing the same thing you're doing, whether you can do that online or you're lucky enough to be in a city where you can get together with fellow bloggers. But like I said before, it's all about working. You're not, nothing's going to come for free. So thank you so much, Angie. It was wonderful having you on our show. Thank you for sharing those great tips about how to find opportunities and also about creating templates for your feature images on your WordPress. What about you, Tan? Oh, I absolutely love that she's given so many different and wonderful ideas uh, and I really love the idea of why consistency is so important from your font to your colours on your logo um, to your images. It's really, really good. So thank you so much, Angie. We've really enjoyed the time and we'll talk to you next time. Thanks, Angie. Bye. Bye. Thanks so much for having me, guys. We hope that you enjoyed this episode of Aussie Bloggers Podcast. If you would like to become a part of the Aussie Bloggers Podcast family and suggest a featured Aussie blogger or just to say g'day, visit Tan and Amanda at aussiebloggerspodcast.com or at bloggersupportforall.com. If you'd like to leave a review, they would love that too. Keep an ear out for the next Aussie Bloggers podcast coming your way soon.